It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast, live from the NFL Combine here in Indianapolis. I'm Johnny Venerable, Bulbrock, my co-host, Britt and Golden, the playmaker. We are joined the top of the show by Pro Football Zone NFL insider, draft aficionado, Brad Spielberger, friend of the program. Brad, how we living? Doing fantastic. How we doing? We're, do- we're doing fine. We're doing great. Uh, we always, uh, now I think there's a tab on my browser and it's got your top 200 free agents for the NFL offseason and like since we got out here there's been a lot of news as far as these free agents go you know Legereus Sneed you got Justin Matabuke and teams and their general managers get up on the podium basically staking claim to those guys and they're not going to hit free agency what's what's been the biggest I guess free agent domino that's not going to hit the open market in your opinion I think it's the Sneed deal for sure yeah. I, I did not see that coming I thought he was going to be a guy that would test the market I'm sure they'd love to have him back but you know let Charvarius Ward walk in the past they've drafted all these great young players Trent McDuffie obviously a super star already so that one shocked me and I think the ripple effect is now you have Jalen Johnson in Chicago a couple years younger than him coming off a, a great season as well does that deal get done does he also get tagged at this point I think he, he's also going to get the franchise tag do you feel like uh, we talked to somebody earlier today and it seems kind of obvious but I didn't connect the dots necessarily the increase of cap space that we were celebrating may actually hurt teams like the Cardinals because, hello, Justin Matabuke, maybe we can fit you in our cap now. Christian Wilkins, you might be franchise tagged. It does feel like that extra $12 million could go a long way for some of these teams that were maybe lukewarm on bringing back their guys, albeit for one-year deal. I think it does help to, to a degree. Um, it, you know, it's funny. We, we we had the 243 number, and then it was 255, so that's what you're saying, $12 million. Yeah. I did talk to teams th- this week, and they said for about a couple weeks now, they thought it was 250 so it's really only more like 5 million to them mm-hmm. um, but still I think it does like one decision per team like was Legereus need a tag candidate before that maybe not um, I, yeah Justin Medibike Christian Wilkins all those guys um, I, I think it does impact one decision per team and obviously that could be a marquee free agent Man, when you look at this uh, this Cardinals team now, they've got what is it, forty four million dollars as far as cap that they can utilize after, as they kind of take in consideration that robust draft class that they expect to have potentially double digit picks as high as thirteen. Um, what can they? Where can they really kind of do damage now as this free agent market is truly materializing? 
Yeah, I mean, interior defender is the one for me. Mm -hmm. We just talked about Justin Medibike and Christian Wilkins, maybe not back, but still some very, very good football players. You want to stop the run, get a Grover Stewart. Uh, a DJ Reader also a 0 1 tech, but can get up, field rush the passer. Um, Leonard Williams obviously gets traded to Seattle, now a free agent again. You can go down the list of you know some younger upside guys like a tire tart. Uh, spent time in Tennessee with Monty, so obviously left Tennessee in an in unceremonious fashion. So who knows? Sheldon Rankins, etc. I think beefing up that interior matches what they need, and there's a lot of good players there. You know, Britton, you and I were talking about these receivers that likely aren't going to hit the market now, and I really think it just emphasizes, like, as much as you would love to splurge on a Mike Evans once upon a time, or especially a T. Higgins, the draft and develop methodology for that position feels like the best route to go. Oh, for sure, and, and you've got so many good receivers that are coming out in the draft this year, too. Like, a T. Higgins would have been wonderful to get in there, especially to pair with a potential Marvin Harrison Jr. or any really any of these top five receivers that are coming out of the draft I think they they would pair well together but as you guys alluded to that you know the new cap all the money that they're getting extra there it's allowing teams to be like now I can afford that guy I can keep him here without having to break the bank immediately so I mean it's a it's a it's a big draft class receiver wise interior D lineman wise edge rusher guys and Offensive line, so I mean, I think, like you said, getting a young guy, being able to develop him in your program early and young, I think it's the route to go right now. You know, you brought up, I'm sorry, Bo, you yeah. brought up offensive line. I do want to ask you because I, I, we feel like pretty confident the Cards are going to sign a high-profile left guard. We, we don't have it sourced yet as to who that's going to be. But, like, would you consider Robert Hunt the top guard available? Is he poised to leave Miami? Because it sounds like the Patriots are going to keep their guy, at least that that's what their GM said. Yeah, Mike Alvinu, yeah. So, I do think Robert Hunt, he's my number one guard available. Uh, Kevin Dotson as well. Don't know if he's you know quite the good fit with Drew Petzing. But there's a lot of pieces there. So, if you were thinking left guard, and I, think, I like Damian Lewis a lot in Seattle. He's a good football player. Um, I'm blanking out there. Jonah Jackson, Detroit, very yeah, good football a good player. player. Yep. There's a lot. Of, and those guys are both left guards particularly. So, that's a good splash. I, I, I like that move. Yeah, you know, and Jackson, familiarity with Dave Sears now, their assistant general manager who's part of that rebuild where they had success. That, that's the name that I remember people kind of pointing out to us. As we start to kind of look at this this draft class, and, and there's a report from The Athletic today that the Patriots are, quote, leaning heavy towards drafting a quarterback. And if, you know, you got Harris, the new owner for the Washington Commanders, sitting in on all quarterback interviews, and they're, they're, they're really emphasizing the quarterback position, and then what's happening with the Bears, and it looks like it's you can kind of sharpie in Caleb Williams' name with Chicago, it feels like, right? So you've got one, two, three. Arizona Cardinals sitting there for the best non-quarterback in this draft. I mean, is, is this becoming a reality for Cards fans? It really starts to look that way. Like I have heard some smoke on the Patriots maybe moving down to you know eight with Atlanta, mm -hmm. eleven with the Vikings. If they just don't want to take the third guy and they get wind of who's going one two, uh, and their roster probably is the worst roster in the NFL right now. If you maybe pick one, uh, so like they're they're far away. But I still think it probably is going to be three QBs in a row. Great for Arizona, of course. Do you feel like? Specifically with the Patriots, it does. I, before this event, before the combine we got here, it felt like they were trending toward trading that pick. It felt like everybody was saying that Minnesota is going to come up, right? They're a trendy team. Do you think they've just kind of been reacclimated to why are we trading down if everybody wants a quarterback? Don't you think it's better for roster construction to have this guy? Like reports are they're going to sign a veteran and maybe like quote unquote sacrifice the vet for one year and go through those rigors and let a rookie sit. Like do you think that makes sense or are you of the mindset 
you trade down, you get your picks, and you worry about quarterback later when you have a roster to support said player. So the thing is, I think when you're picking top three, you should, in, in your mindset, say we never want to pick this high again and, yeah. and don't expect to. So we have to take quarterback because we're up this high. Mm-hmm. We, we might not be again. So I think that is the mentality. And... I think certain quarterbacks in this class maybe probably need to sit. I think Jaden Daniels would play right away. Caleb Williams plays right away. Probably Drake May, too. I actually like J.J. McCarthy a little bit, but I don't think he should play like in his first year. Or if he does, there's going to be some growing pains. Mm-hmm. So maybe it depends who the player is, too. When you're uh, navigating this, these combine waters and you hear a prospect, does anybody like ring Cardinals to you? Is any, anybody like, hey, that, hey, that guy, just, it just makes sense. Let's just see him in the, new, the red and the white. Yeah, so we're obviously talking, you know, tackle versus receiver at four. It's going to be this big conversation, and everyone's going to say how deep the receiver class is. To me, there's some awesome offensive linemen that could be there at 27 too. Yeah. I think Troy Fatano at Washington mm. played left tackle. I think he's viewed as a guard in the NFL, but he is so much fun in the run game at the second level. I mean, he's looking to drive guys into the dirt on every single snap. Like, I think he'd be a lot of fun. You and I were talking off air, I think, earlier this week about the market, or maybe not so much for Hollywood Brown. And he's an impending free agent for the Cardinals. Like, we have it pretty well sourced. If he came back to Arizona, you're looking at a max of one-year deal, minimal guaranteed money. Do you have an idea of what Hollywood could command by other teams, given the fact that some of these other top-tier receivers aren't going to be available in free agency? Yeah, of course, right. The T. Higgins and, and Michael Pittman not going to be there. You know, Mike Evans is a different market than a Marquise Brown market, obviously. So my sense is one year from anybody, whether it's Arizona or elsewhere, it's going to be a one-year deal. Gotcha. I've heard like 12 to 15 range for other teams, and maybe Arizona's not trying to go that big. I think that prices him out. I mean, that's that would probably be the max, especially the, the year he had, and nothing against the guy. He's had some great years in this NFL, but this year he just he wasn't the guy. Even when he had the opportunities, he didn't come down with the 50-50 balls. He didn't come down with the contested catches. He missed some time with injuries, and that's part of the game. The injury part is part of the game. I know I did that most of my damn career, but, you know, it's, it's to the point where it's – He's not going to be able to go out there and command a number one type money. So I think 12 to 15 will probably be max that he gets. I don't see him getting that in Arizona. I don't know if Arizona would pay that money right now um, for Hollywood. But, I mean, if he wants to, it's, it's, I mean, he can test the waters, obviously. But I think best case scenario, if he does want to stay with Kyler, is, listen, you got to go on a one-year prove-it deal and prove that you can be the player that you were when you first got in the league, and then somebody will pay you. Let's take the pulse of the room, and Brad, I want to start with you as far as if they did somehow work out a deal before the draft with Hollywood Brown, does it telegraph anything, in your opinion, based on how he, he didn't perform at the end of the year? No, no, it's me. He's a clear move, Z receiver. Like, it's not impacting what you're thinking it for. Yeah. Our guy Marv. I've been right. pushing the Marv, yeah, you know, the yeah. Marv train. No, I think you need multiple receivers, too. I like Michael Wilson a lot. Thought he had a great rookie year. Um, but, again, I think he's a piece of, of a of a you know trio of receivers in that yeah. scenario. Yeah, I, I actually agree with you. I think it, at the end of the day, like, you bring back Greg Dorch. You have Rondell Moore in the fold. You have Michael Wilson. I think any inclusion of, of Hollywood Brown is a little bit of a, a red flag. Now, I know it would only be on a one-year deal, but I, I would think that would signal maybe a tackle trade back in the top 10, and then you go developmental receiver at 27 or 35 and say, okay, Hollywood's going to hold it it's down. It's got to be big because you still got you got a real small receiver room outside of Michael Wilson. Well, yeah. yeah. Who do you project to be one of those fringe first-round receivers that could potentially fall if the Cardinals aren't able to nab MHJ at four? Yeah, I think look at Troy Franklin out of Oregon could be down there. Um, 
a little bit skinny, but he's tall. If you're, mm-hmm. yeah. if you're looking for some height, yeah. um, it, you know, Brian Thomas Jr. I think goes earlier than that at this point. Uh, Keon Coleman's a fascinating one. His range seems enormous. And early in the year, he was top ten. Now he's like not going in any first round mock draft. So yeah. um, I think he's going to test extremely well if he does test this week. So yeah, like the, the couple of those names right there. We uh, we asked you and we gave you a little bit of a heads up on this. Speaking of telegraphed. We've been out here for a week. It feels like an attorney at points in the combine. Have you heard? What's the worst draft take you've heard so far? The worst draft take for me probably would be, look, I love the Heisman season. It was one of the greatest <laughs> seasons we've ever seen. There's no denying that. I know it's an Arizona podcast, so I yeah, apologize yeah. to the, the Sun Devil fans. No, I think that they would appreciate yeah, this and yeah, may, yeah. probably agree with you. Yeah, like Jane Daniels should be a top ten pick. He yeah. should not be the first overall pick in the draft. <laughs> Respectfully. <laughs> Respectfully. Wait, how do you think this is going to go down with Justin Because people Field? had him over Williams. Sorry, over no, Caleb, right? Uh, it, seems, it seems that way. Yeah. Um, Who we'll, had him over Williams? It doesn't matter. Okay. We'll talk, we'll talk off air. We'll, sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty shocking. And I love Jaden Daniels. Let's talk about Caleb Williams, his, his counterpart, and and the timeline here. Like I, I would have thought by now Justin Fields would have been dealt. But then you go back to last year, Brad, and the trade down for the Bears with Carolina didn't happen until right after the combine. I'll have you hedge your bet. Vegas thinks it's Atlanta. Trade seems imminent. Is there any other team that makes sense to you that you feel like could be a sleeper for Justin Fields? I still think Pittsburgh makes a ton of sense. Um, you know, they need some competition in that quarterback room. I know Mike Tomlin would absolutely love Justin Fields, who yeah. is the person and the player. I'll give you a sleeper, too, that I think is under the radar interesting is Seattle. Mm. <laughs> They've had weird kind of language about Geno Smith, who I think is still a very, very good football player. Yeah. But like they, they talking about like, oh, we're gonna keep him on the roster, we're gonna keep we're gonna pay him a roster bonus. Like we're, I'm like, why are you telling us this? Like just yeah. do it. Like right. he's worth twenty five million dollars in a season. It strikes me as look, when teams are gonna sell potentially, which is this is going higher level, but Look at Denver. They, they knew they were going to sell, so go out and trade for Russell Wilson. Boost the value of your asset. People think the Seattle Seahawks are going to sell at some point. Um, that was it, Jody Allen? I don't know. The owner uh, might yeah. tell the team. Bring in a young, exciting Justin Fields behind Geno Smith. Anyway, that's a total conspiracy theory. But I like it. I like it. Uh, didn't you have another conspiracy theory that you want to run through our audience? I do. I do. This is for the NBA fans that watch the show. <laughs> so if you watch the NBA draft or cover the NBA draft at all, um, they do the craziest stuff where there are players that aren't giving medicals to teams there are players that refuse to work out they refuse to talk to you and they say okay one team told us we're taking you eighth overall just talk to no one just just meet with no one mm-hmm. i'm getting uh, my conspiracy theory is and this might be illegal so then it's not real but <laughs> is that the cardinals like marv listen marv just stay healthy mm-hmm. just you know just just hit the weight room a little bit don't test at all you're, you've proven you're a top five pick we're taking you four don't convince anyone to trade to three and, and jump ahead of us I like it. Yeah. I can see it. You're preaching I mean, to the choir. I mean, not only you talk about it, we were in the backyard of the ASU. That was a Phoenix Suns move, allegedly, where they told Josh Jackson way back when, don't yeah. work out for the Boston Celtics. Uh, we want to take you fourth overall. Boston goes with Jason Tatum. Josh Jackson's tremendous boss <laughs> didn't work out. <laughs> I don't think it's the same fate for Marvin Harrison Jr., but it's also interesting that – it's a Boston team and it's an Arizona don't team. Three, that, four. Don't you put that witchcraft? <laughs> I will not stand for it. Uh, I don't. We don't know what's going to happen. We're two months out. Like, do you think it would be an overreach for the team if they sticked and picked at four? To, to take a Joe Alt. Like, I, I like Joe Alt, and I don't want this to become Justin Fields 2.0 where we have to bash Fields because we're pro Caleb Williams going to Chicago. But, like, I, I just don't know, and we don't have the source or anything, how the Arizona Cardinals could say, after last year we passed on Will Anderson Jr., we, we're going to take future ones, 
to either pick Joe Alt at four or with Marvin available, trade down and take Joe Alt later? Like, what are, your, what are your thoughts on that from a pure value standpoint? Yeah, I mean, Alt is a special prospect in his own right, too. You don't see a lot of 6'8", 320-pound guys that can move like him. And he's 20 years old. <coughs> Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, young player, too. Uh, I think the upside there is enormous. Like... Already pretty good te- technique and, and mirrors well, and I think it's a good punch. You could probably get better, heavier in the hands, but it would be under. It wouldn't be exciting, but I think it could be a good long-term building piece. Let's get you out on this, and uh, this is, I believe, your f- final interview. We're we're we're, we're honored that you wow. would do that wow, here wow, wow. at uh, Pro Football or the NFL Combine Radio Row. With free agency coming soon, uh, we're starting to see some trade targets potentially pop up. Who would be somebody, and it might even be pipe dream, but for the Arizona Cardinals, that could be a potential trade target. Like I always like to think back to that that 2020 off season, yeah. where we saw nobody saw it coming with DeAndre Hopkins becoming an Arizona Cardinal. Who could be somebody that we're like, wow, I can't believe they landed this guy via trade. I'll tell you, we may have talked about this before on this show. With the 27th pick they have now, the teams often operate like it's house money and it's not really their draft pick. If Brian Burns gets tagged in Carolina, which I think he will, mm-hmm. um, and maybe asks for a trade, I could see Arizona being heavily involved in those conversations. The the extension with that's key, though. I mean, what he's asking for, $30 million? Yeah, he'd be asking for 30-plus uh, in Arizona. <laughs> but, you know, I, they need edge pretty badly, yeah. defensive yeah. line help, uh, and I think it could be a good matchup. Yeah, it'd be money. Brad's money. For PFF, <laughs> check out his work at Pro Football Focus, NFL Draft Insider, Brad Spielberger. Can't wait to connect with you uh, during free agency, my guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Safe travels. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, man. Appreciate Thanks, Brad. It. Unbelievable stuff. Uh, just so much of the, the uh, content that we we're able to get out here and, and speak to some incredible NFL football minds. That's a little redundant, but NFL minds. Um, out here, and Brad's definitely one of us, PFF. And uh, as he heads out and going to the airport, a little jelly of that. But uh, we, we've got work to be done here. Uh, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Until I just wanted to get it's, – it's, it was 24 degrees this morning. Oof. Yeah. What were we doing this morning when it was 24 degrees? We're going to tell you that <laughs> in a little bit. Uh, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not ready to go home until the job is done. And the job is not done for you or I, especially if you haven't dabbled with our friends at BetMGM. There's a job to be done for fun. Bet five, get 150 instantly. If you're a new customer with BetMGM, welcome. And what's taking you so long? NBA season in the home stretch. Obviously, college basketball. Did you dabble on ASU last night to cover? Did they end up covering last night, Shane? They didn't cover. So U of A, they won. <laughs> I think they were minus 11 and a half. I didn't. I couldn't remember. Yeah, it was 18. They, you didn't know the Lakers came back last night. There was a lot, lot happening. Lots of process. <laughs> the Lakers came back. Yeah, yeah they, they came they back. And the game. LeBron had 19 in the fourth quarter. Who Listen, cares? everybody would know that if you're on BetMGM right now, and you're dabbling live odds right now. You can dabble with BetMGM. Bonus codes PHNX, folks. Five dollars if you're a new customer. You're going to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You don't have to wait. You can place your bet. You get your winnings regardless of the outcome of your wager. Take those 150. Do what you please, but do it responsibly with our friends at BetMGM. Go, go to BetMGM.com. Download in your iOS, Android device, whatever you want to do. Do it with BetMGM. And uh, you want to check out the show notes for full details. Listen to my guy Damon Dog talk about it in the disclaimer. Available in the U.S. Call 8778 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y 467-369-New York. Call 1-800-327-5050 or 5-0 in Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-BET
Big if you fan. Get, yeah, if you get with BetMGM, you're going to be a big-time winner. Use that code PHNX. Also, you're a big winner if you are having fun with our friends or partners over at OG's Brands, oh, Arizona's yeah. Cannabis Kitchen. That's uh, another reason to want to get back to the desert and the valley. OG's Brands, you can find them in the local dispensaries all around the valley. They launched two new products in the new year. They've got the big OG's. It's a gigantic Peripherated uh, big giant gummy with 100 milligrams of THC, where you can just take off a 10 milligram slice, or uh, you can just go as hard as you want in the paint with some gummies from OG's brands. Whatever experience you're looking for, OG's is going to provide that to you. Check out their full product line, OG'sBrands.com. Follow them on your socials as well at OG's Brands. Got to be 21 years or older, and as I said, you can find them in your local dispensaries all around the valley. Love this super chat from my guy Deuce, two dollars. Deuce, friend of the program, staple of PHNX Cardinals. I love these guys, the three amigos repping the cards. Thank you so much, Deuce, for the generous donation. Thank you to everybody, by the way, over the past 12 to 24 hours that has become a part, officially, of the PHNX Cardinals, PHNX Sports family by becoming a diehard. That's right. And uh, there's no better time to become a diehard. You were mentioning to me off air, a little bit of discount going on right That's now. That's right. It's, the, uh, it's a leap year, so there's a 29th day in February. We're doing 29% off. A wow. year membership uh, by becoming a PHNX diehard at gophnx.com. Yeah, there's no better time to do that. We're going to tell you why in just a little bit. But again, you become a diehard, free hat and or shirt every single year. That's for you right now for free. Ship to your home, and we do ship overseas. We want to welcome a couple of our new diehards overseas this morning. Uh, it's a banner time. Tom. Tom. Daniel. Daniel. That's right. Welcome. It. Yep, welcome. Absolutely. Welcome everybody in the chat. Like this video, by the way. Still plenty to dive into, but I do want to do a little bit of a debrief as it relates to this report out of New England where we're getting a little bit of clarity as it relates to what the Patriots, um, Britain, want to do with the quarterback position. And I do think it's funny. Like, you, you can trade back and get picks and do what you want to do and build out your roster, and that's great. Are you trading back at some point for picks to be spent by another general manager if you fudge up the quarterback position. This is from the Athletics' Jeff Howell. There's a strong sense around the NFL, and we've been hearing this as well, that the Patriots are heavily leaning in the direction of drafting a quarterback with the third overall pick per sources. What do you make of that, Britton? I, mean, I think it's a good decision. I mean, not necessarily canceling out the fact that you could still go get a veteran presence, right? I, I think it's a good decision to try to plan for the future, try to find this, – this is a quarterback-heavy draft. We, we've talked about it for the last three days and even before that. But I think going out and if you have that opportunity at three to get you a quarterback that can actually take your franchise and help your franchise, whether it be immediately or a year down the road, right? That's That was my point. And – Still, you can still dabble in the veteran quarterback market and have a Drake May or whoever's available at three. You know, have them sit a year, learn a little bit for a year, and then push them into the fold. Kind of like Pat Mahomes did, mm -hmm. guys like that who got that opportunity to sit back. And we saw, I mean, there's probably never going to be another Pat, let's just be honest with ourselves. But it, he had that opportunity to sit and learn from an Alex Smith, from a veteran quarterback who played the game at a high level, and see how he maneuvers and how he operates. So I, I, I think quarterback for... The Patriots is is a great is a great move. It's a great mm -hmm. pick they should go after. But like I said, don't rule out them continuing to go after a veteran quarterback in free agency. This is uh, this is how the Buffalo Bills attacked 
getting their franchise quarterback, right? They they had Terod Taylor on the roster, and then they drafted Josh Allen. And, and Allen, was who was viewed as, as raw as they come as a prospect, everybody loved the skill set like the other two, you know, the next two quarterbacks in this draft, even three if you include J.J. McCarthy, uh, beyond Caleb Williams. I think that they're, they're very, very raw. And the idea of drafting them and, and then starting them right away is, is very dangerous and, and cre- can create some bad habits potentially right out of the gate, especially when you hear Brad say, hey, man, this is the least talented roster in the NFL as far as the offensive line goes, as far as the skill positions goes. It's just not conducive to rookie quarterback. And I know Matt Miller said that, but to really account for getting that quarterback and then also having somebody be able to be the bridge, and sometimes that's a four-letter word, but there are guys out there that are going to be available that can be the bridge to a Jaden Daniels, to a Drake May, and just it makes a little bit more sense. And I, I think that if that's the route they're going to go, that's the best possible route. I, I still think that as far as kickstarting this thing, they, they might be better suited still to trade down, and maybe they can do all of the above. Maybe they can get that veteran quarterback, and then maybe they could trade down from three, but not too far to where they're within striking distance of a quarterback prospect like a J.J. McCarthy. I just think it underscores the urgency the teams are facing to get a quarterback this year, especially when you consider, and again, a lot can change in a year, but like Shador Sanders and, and what else is going to be available next next spring? I think this was the QB class we heard about upwards of the last two or three years. Hey, Caleb Williams and Drake May, plus now you have Jaden Daniels entering the fold and J.J. McCarthy, a lot of people think, are, is firmly firmly in the top ten, maybe higher. Like, if you're New England and Gerard Mayo very much has ample time to get this right, just say, okay, we're going to go draft and develop. We're going to pull a mini Jordan Love. We're going to sit this young man, whether it's May or Daniels or whomever, for a year and then we're going to take our lumps. The difference in what p- people you know, feel to realize nationally, now locally, is the Arizona Cardinals had Kyler Murray. As much as people wanted to say, well, they're not keeping Kyler Murray, they're not moving forward, go get a quarterback, they were always of the mindset. If Kyler checked out physically and looked good, which he did, looked fantastic, especially against Philadelphia at the end of the year, they're going to build around him. And they had the infrastructure to do that with the picks that they acquired. The Patriots, to me, if you don't take a quarterback at three, and you're going into the season with Jacoby Brissett or a bridge quarterback like that, I still have the mindset they're not getting Kirk Cousins, in my opinion, Russell Wilson. Like, If those moves don't happen, I like the idea of, of them going out and getting a, a stopgap veteran. Like Sam Darnold or something? Yeah, well, just like a Brissett or somebody like yeah. that. Just go and try to win games with the roster that you have, very much like the Cardinals, and develop young players. And then you've got an ace in the hole with a drafted and developed quarterback that you can unleash in October November, December, and then fully in 2025 when you have two draft classes to support him, Britain, and two free agency periods. I, I'm sure they're talking themselves into, we can trade down, and that's great. In my opinion, this is not a, a draft class that you want to water down with future picks. You want to take advantage of what's there, and, and it's blue-chip talent available. Oh, I agree with you. I, I like the point you made about having a second free agency and a draft class to you know pair with a a rookie court or a young quarterback that you're trying to develop because not all, like you said that's two right that's two instances you get to go into free agency and try to find a veteran receiver veteran you know offensive lineman running back however it is whatever just finding pieces 
that can fit in with your developmental quarterback that you're trying to develop for the 2025 season right? or maybe late 2024, however he comes into the fold. But like you said, you bring in that and you go through two instances of a draft of a free agency. Now you've got your picks, right? Now you've got four or five guys between the next between the next year or two. You've got four or five, six guys that you're being able to surround this young quarterback with and to help him out in the development of them. I mean, it's so, it's so essential in this, this day and age. And, and there's, you know, I know different ways you can rebuild your team and yeah. uh, what I, it all signs point to and it's something that we've been pounding the table for is it would just be reckless for New England at three to take a wide receiver I, I don't care you know how good he is it, they just don't have the luxury of doing that that, that would just be a, a bit organizational malpractice yeah and that's why it's not going to happen but what will happen now as a result at pick four we feel like we have a pretty good idea, uh, but the aforementioned, uh, is it Jeff Lowe of The Athletic? Mm-hmm. He is questioning what's going to happen to pick four. Uh, in fact, he's actually stating the opposite. Uh, in a subsequent tweet, on top of that, Jeff Howell, based off combined intel, and he emphasizes still a long way to go, early mock draft would be Bears, Caleb, Commanders, Drake May, which you know we differ with. I think Jaden Daniels would go second. Patriots go Jaden Daniels in this scenario. And then... This is the interesting part that people are running with, gentlemen. Cardinals will be open for business with a team looking to move up to number four. Now, again, we have been of the mindset that if Marvin Harrison Jr. is there, they're going to take him. I still believe that. I also believe that Jaden Daniels or Drake May is your meal ticket if, you, if you're going to trade down if MHJ is not available. I, I, J.J. McCarthy, to me, unless a team gets desperate, unless it's the Giants and it's a midi trade down, that does not make a lot of sense. I, I just feel like... This fan base, we got a long way to go, would be up in arms if you said, you know what, we're going to take an extra second-round pick to move back with the Giants, and we're going to go offensive tackle or, mm-hmm. or a Malik Neighbors, and we're going to pass on a guy that you are being gifted, gifted both third overall yeah, or fourth I, overall. I don't, I, mean, I don't think when the, with a team, and I know you're just using them as, as an example, the Giants at six or uh, the Falcons at eight. Yeah. Um, that you would be able to kind of bleed that out as much as you would want, even with the quarterback tax. Like, well, we also know like the Cardinals like a top tackle in this draft, mm-hmm. and so if you're trying to target that tackle, if you trade down past those spots, respectfully, he's he's gonna be gone. Yeah, he's gone. So it's like well, you're, you're so when damn if you do, you damned if you don't. Yeah, and, and with the it being phrased as they're open to. Like the criteria that they would be open to negotiating with, I think, is minuscule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, you're gonna hamper it. Like again, Denver Broncos call you, Pat Sertain, and and two ones and a couple twos. Like yeah, we're open for everything. What does it benefit the Cardinals? And Bo, we talked about this off air, for Jeff Howell to know or understand that the Cardinals want to take Marvin Harrison Jr. Anytime you leave it open to, hey, Cardinals want X player, you leave yourself Britain vulnerable to somebody else taking him. Whatever that formality might be. You don't want it out there that you're going to take Marv at no. four. I mean, it's, it's it's the way you look at it is if you're gifted Marvin Harrison at number four, I mean, we got two guys in charge with the Arizona Cardinals that have a good head on their shoulders and, and know what they're going to do. I, I think that's one of those – it's one of those talents that you can't, especially if it's, it's it gifted right on your front doorstep. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think you can pass on it. But if for some reason that had happened, yes, I mean – you, does, you do need to be in a position to where 
if I don't get Marvin, I get the next best person that I want. I get a tackle. Yeah. Yeah. I get a interior D lineman mm-hmm. that I really need. It's got to be somewhere that you know that you, if you're going to trade back and trade for some picks, you still need to be in a prime position to get one of those top guys. Because like 100%. you said, you can't put yourself in a situation to where, oh, we're going to trade out and get some picks. Right, we did that last year. We're going to trade out and get some picks to – miss out on all of this early talent. You can trade out from 27. You can trade out from Easily. 35. Like I, I, got, 35 I, is essentially a first-round yeah. pick. It is. You're picking 35th overall. It's a first-round pick. Yeah. It's, you're, in, you're in great position. Everybody loves this class, and I get it, and you want to have as many future firsts as you want. Next year's class, class everybody remember what like it looked like for the Arizona Cardinals in 2021 when Zayvon Collins was selected and the lack of talent that was suddenly mm. available – like that can happen any year. We see it now with Houston. Like pick twenty-seven. I just for a team that feels like I, they a lot of work to be done, but close to contention and relevancy, being able to check a bunch of boxes, maybe every damn near box with Marvin Harrison Jr. and then having every other option available to you. I'm going to tell you right now. I just I can't see it. Maybe in two months I'll feel differently. Still confident it's going to be Harrison at four. Yeah. We got a bunch of super chats we want to get to. Everybody crushing it in the chat, and uh, I'll do it because I know we don't have our guy Damon on the headset. So looks like Deuce is our first one, two dollars super chat. That's right. So we got that. I love these guys. Three amigos repping the cards. Thank you, Deuce. Uh, how about Jared Reese? We hit that. A five dollars super chat we with not. with the cap space in twenty five and twenty six. Only McBride to extend. Would Buddha, JC, James Connor be open to one to two year extension? Uh, that's interesting. I mean, I think that both of those guys would, at this point in their career, and where as they go into the final year of their respective deals, would be open to. Signing another lucrative deal, get the bag one last time. Buddha. He's 28. He'll be 29. I think he'll be 29 at the end of the deal. The at the end of the deal, he'll be 29. See, that, that's uh, the only thing because he'll still be he'll still be, as long as he's still he'll be under 30 when his contract's over, right? He is he he's 28 right now. So and he's got how many two left? When's his birthday, Johnny? His birthday. You're right. So Bo's correct. So he's gonna be 28 during. Okay, shut up. I wasn't. Making, <laughs> Shocker, I wasn't. Right. I was, <laughs> Oh, no. Right. He's wrong about something. <laughs> he was wrong today about right. one thing. I'll give him that. But it's – I see that. What was that wrong about? I say about um, oh, you'll know soon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one thing I say about Buddha is, especially with signing a one- or two-year extension, I don't see that happening. Right? Because he's still yeah. be under 30. I think – He's still on – he would be sti- – like I say, he's under 30. He's still on pace to get a three, four – he could still get a three- or four-year deal for some big money at that age. If he was on the other side of 30 – I think the one or two extension would make a little bit more sense. But just, I listen, I know how this game works. Yeah. When you hit 30 in the NFL, God forbid you're a 50-year-old in real life. You know? it's, I mean, listen, you yeah. hear it every year. There's an announcer yeah. that goes, here comes so-and-so. He's 32 years old. He's the on- oldest skill player in the right. NFL, right? And it's. Uh, I think there's a far superior chance that James Conner is on this team in 2025 than yes. Buda Baker. I, I would agree there. Jalen Thompson under contract, cheaper, younger, maybe more productive. I think James Conner's game, with a compliment of a rookie or Michael Carter or both, is going to age well. Power yeah. backs age well. He has never been the guy, really outside of this year, that has gotten, gotten the large bulk of the carries. Even in his Pro Bowl season a couple years ago, he was with Chase Edmonds, and it was a nice little tandem. I think James Conner, you could say, hey, James, Contract expiring. Let's assume he has another great year in 2024. Here's like 
12 million bucks. You want to come back next year? Here's what? Eight, not 12 well, look million. what they did. Sorry. What? They did with Larry. I mean, how, Larry Fitzgerald played the last five, six years of his career in Arizona all on one, one year. year. Yeah, one but year that was and one year. For they 12, had to. They had 11. to give him those blank checks. Not, He's well, like, we right. have it, nothing going on. Like, I yeah. understand that. Yeah. but I mean, he started getting those in 2014, 2015. Yeah, I, their, so their their offense is so run dominant, and if he's productive, no. he averaged five yards. Twelve. All right, not 12, 8. Well, he won't incentives. get 12. Well, I mean, and you got to look at the market right now too. I mean, we had Saquon and all those guys that were, you know, scratching right. and clawing to but get they 10 want, million. But they want multi-year deals. Well, oh, I understand you can go that. Year to year but with James. It, it's yeah, well, you can go year to year just because of where James is in. Yeah, I, I just don't it's eminent, but I just don't think I don't I, they love him. Look, I mean, yeah. J, JG said before the end of the right season now. that uh, he's the blueprint. And if anybody's going to buck some trends as far as hitting 29, 30 at the running back position where the shelf life is a lot you know, younger than that, uh, it's going to be James because of the, how he takes care of himself. Now, of course, he, he misses time every year, but at the same time, he's still cashing a thousand yards rece- uh, rushing this year, uh, and, and was you know is rock solid in, in the red zone and around the goal line. But you you have to like Fitz was the exception, right? Yeah, and I just Fitz don't is the exception yeah. in a lot of categories. Yeah, it's just so it's it's tough. Like as far as you know, I, I know there's there's a lot of love from the coaching staff and the locker room, but as far as the decision, the true decision maker. Uh, like you could see James on the roster at that point. I just think that they they will start to be gearing towards with with their eye to the future as far as that position. Not a yeah. problem. Yeah, I yeah and, and that's like with all due respect. Right. I just don't think, like I said, Buddha will be on the right side of thirty when he finishes his contract. And Buddha's got a lot of, as if he chooses to power however long he chooses to continue playing, he's got a lot of good years of a lot of good football left. He yeah. does. He he takes care of himself tremendously off the field and he plays with a fire on the field in any team out here. If the Arizona if the Arizona Cardinals came on Buddha's contract and said, Listen, we're not gonna give you a three or four year deal, there is going to be thirty one teams out there that are gonna say Let's have Buda a conversation. Baker, let's have a conversation about a three or four year deal. It was like you saw your ex teammate last night, Antoine Bethay, and, and he yeah. aged exceptionally well from his time in Indianapolis and in San Francisco and then eventually in Arizona. And and these field generals that are like an extension of the coaching staff, that's what Buda Baker is. And again, I, I'm not rooting for Buda Baker not to be on the roster. I just feel like th- this franchise to me is going to pivot to Mid, mid to late round safety. business part's going right. to kick in. It's going to be different, especially with Jalen being cheaper and, and more cost effective. But again, anything's possible. Let's get back to these super chats. How about uh, Topic 64? This came across my screen. Four ninety nine. Mike Evans, Chase Young in the cards per AZ Central. Um, I would go the complete opposite of what <laughs> AZ Central is saying. I don't, um, I don't see Mike. One, you're going to have to pay Mike Evans some money. You're looking at a guy that's gone 10 straight years. Yeah. With a thousand yards receiving. However you want to, you know, put it, oh, he had this, oh, he had that, oh, he did this. Mike Evans is a very elite wide receiver, even in year ten. And there's going to be a money issue that's going to be commanded from that. And if you go out there and try to get a Mike Evans, right, and try to pair it with the number four pick with a Marvin Harrison Jr., mm. I mean it's it would be amazing. Right, if you could swing that and and the cap, it wouldn't hurt your cap, and you could still have money to place in other positions. Understandable, but I, I think if you go after Mike Evans, you're gonna you're gonna have to lose a lot of your cap space, and you're gonna have to lose out on other positions. If they if they did that, everything I just said about two other the players we were just talking about is null and void. Like if they go and they give Mike Evans after thirty. Yeah. Twenty plus million dollars to play, like uh, th- that. That's not, 
it's, it would go against everything be, they've, they've ever said. We talked earlier about the Hollywood deal, 12 to 15. You're not getting away with paying Mike. I don't want to pay any of these receivers. I'm sorry. This. Like I, uh, You'll look that up. That's, that's a tough – and then Chase – My eyes. Chase Young was, was good in the Super Bowl. He took a lot of plays off in the NFC postseason. I don't think the Cardinals are going to have any interest in him. Uh, Didi in the chat, 499. Thank you so much. Keep it up, PHNX. Boy, do we have something special in store for everybody. Uh, thank you so much, Didi. Uh, Two-star Taylor, 499, with the question, or the statement, rather, I truly feel like get Marvin Harrison Jr. at four, trade up from 27, another elite player. I think, Taylor, that's the play. I think that absolutely is the play. When you see the talent that's going to be on display that we've had a chance to connect with over the last few days, it's going to be working out at the combine, whether it's a tackle, whether it's a defensive lineman, whether it's an edge rusher. I happen to think it, it needs to be a tackle. You need to go up and, and maneuver and get your guy. Give up a third rounder, whether it's your yours or the Titans or maybe Houston's, and be aggressive. Aggressive wins. And if you feel like there's a guy – after you, assuming you take MHJ, that can come in and play left tackle, can be the heir apparent to DJ Humphreys that you can lock in, as we talked about, five-year deal with that fifth-year option, you need to go do that. I, But again, I, maybe they feel confident enough that this draft is so loaded, like we've outlined Britain, it can come to them, but to me, that's that's the play. Then you have 35 the next day, the top of the second round, you can do whatever you want with. Yeah, no, agreed, agreed. And like you said, if you have the opportunity to trade from 27, you have the opportunity to trade down whether you lose that and a third-round pick. I think that's a, a, a great move. You could do a good decision to go after. I mean, especially if it's there's a guy on the board that you really want. Now, if it's, mm-hmm. if, if it's a guy that you like and you can find somebody that's kind of the same at 27, I yeah. think you stay there. But if there's a guy on the board, like, it won't happen, but God forbid it was a Byron Murphy on the board at 20, yeah. right? 20, 22, I think you have to just – yeah, whatever it takes, even if you have to give up that 35th, the 35th pick, you know, with whatever you do, I think that's a guy that you go that can immediately be disruptive on the defensive line and make you a better football team. I have no issue taking 27 and 35 and going up if you want to be aggressive. Yeah, I, 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 I have no I, issue I, with that I, at I'm all. With that. This is who has predicted Mike Evans, Chase Young to the Arizona Cardinals, and AZ Central has highlighted it. Corey Woodruff of For the Win – uh, USA Today, so he's a longtime journalist, SB Nation's The Falcoholic, so he covered the Falcons, the Nashville scene. Oh, he's just ready for Mike to be out of the The Nashville Post. <laughs> he's also, this is the capper, a Rotten Tomatoes approved film critic. That's not even a believable movie. Like, you get, that is... I- you know what that I, is heard? Listen, I heard? I heard it's I, rotten. Hey, hang on. Those free agents heard, are rotten, Corey. I heard Corey liked Madam Web. So <laughs> that, to, that to me, he gave Madam Web a, a positive review on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it was it was the Cliff Kingsbury era of, of Cardinals football. The the Madam Web. Unfortunately, NFL I have teams. to say that was what is that Madam was Web? Steve Wilkes one year. Steve Wilkes. Steve, What's Madam Web? It's a Sony. <laughs> uh, we, that's a conversation off okay, air. Okay. Uh, ben, the Cardinals fan. Dollar ninety nine. It's a Sydney Sweeney vehicle. Is that what we say? <laughs> it was. There wasn't enough Sydney Sweeney apparently. Uh, Audric Astime or Astime, who is the Notre Dame running back. Ben, the Cardinal fan, uh, saying that that's who the Cardinals want to get. I'd, I'd have no problem with that. Big physical player. He's been a good player for the Irish. That's that sweet spot, right at the end of the third round or maybe even pick 105 at the top of the fourth round something tells me though like and I'm a big homer for running backs I love the position it's one of my favorite in the NFL this is not a great running back class Mm -hmm. there's not the moxie or the mojo Damon Dogg's shaking his head he agrees with that I think the way the team has told us privately Michael Carter Jr. 
is going to be a factor for them. Fit in seamlessly after that acquisition. Of course, got the rookie undrafted free agent last year. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. I, like, I think they're going to take it back at some point. It might not be until the Wii later rounds, and I'm okay with that because I think you're going to have so much effing talent in these top four rounds plus. Yeah. I, I almost am at the point where I'm like, mm, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Well, I think you have to be okay with what you saw out of Michael Carter at the end of the season. I mean, he was the perfect one-two punch to James Conner. Yeah. I, I mean, he had a couple key runs. One, that ridiculous jump cut, who was the Eagles, uh, that he made broke some tackle in the middle and, and mm-hmm. pushed out. But uh, Michael Carter was a premier running back mm-hmm. with the Jets Yeah, before Brees Hall showed up. You That's know, right. And so – I think people kind of forget that he's still young. Yeah, he's still in the prime of his running back career. So I mean, to what he did at the end of the season should give everybody hope that we don't need to worry about a running back in the top three, four rounds. Yeah, I, I was reading on azcentral.com that they highlighted a, ra- uh, a writer that thinks the Arizona Cardinals and this writer's credentials is good housekeeping. Uh, and other publications <laughs> like that. He believes that the the Cardinals are going to take a running back in the first round. I that's no shot. No, no, there's no, no, there's no, no shot. I, I mean, with but look, if, if they use, a, if they end up making double digit picks in this draft, I, I could see them taking a flyer and trying to have in the in house successor to James Conner. Oh yeah, you know, and oh. I think that would make that makes all the sense in the world for organizations that want to be consistently good. Because how often uh, in a week where people were highlighting that Todd Gurley's is still not 30 years old, that oh, you man. see the production in in the rigors of the NFL uh, take its toll on these running backs. Because uh, they run them like you know Toyotas with two hundred thousand uh, miles on them already, like they'll just run them into the ground. Um, that you have to be prepared, yeah. right? How often in each like us, you know, frequent fantasy football players are we monitoring young running backs because we know at some point some vet running back his production is just going to fall off a cliff. I, I feel like though the Cardinals are in the process; they could have a first round tackle. I think they're going to get a high price guard. They love Yelda Froldholt. Will Hernandez has been great. Paris Johnson Jr. has got Pro Bowl potential. Their offensive line is going to do a lot of that. And not to diminish running backs, but, like, you can get a guy that's solid to good, and they can be a 1,000-yard rusher, in my opinion, behind this offensive line. I don't think it's a coincidence, and I love James Conner, that James Conner was able to rush for a 1,000 yards his first of his career after missing, what, four or five games? Yeah. He missed four games. Yeah, I, I just think the, the, the Cardinals – there was no point this year where they couldn't run the football if they wanted to. It's not an indictment on James Conner. It's not. James no. Conner is, you know, has become the heart and soul. It's a guy where you had the exit of JJ Watt and Zach Allen and uh, you know Byron Murphy from this organization. Uh, I know those guys mostly on the defensive side of the football, but you had guys exit right leadership guys and James Conner step up you know, in, in exceed expectations yeah. and become beloved. But at the same time, smart football organizations prepare at every position, yeah. at every position for the future. Yeah. And they're not set, you know, scrambling. Like what, what was it like the post BA era, you know, like once they struck out on, on Patrick Mahomes and, and the chiefs aggressively got up in that draft, like there was no contingency plan for the quarterback position. There wasn't, there wasn't a contingency plan for really anybody, any position for that matter. And that's why in 2018, it was most poor, 
poorly. That's why it was the Madam Web of, of football teams. There yeah. was, was what poorly constructed uh, roster of all time because we're never rebuilding. We're retooling and we're utilizing all our assets now. And at some point, when you start to mortgage those things, you have to start making payments. And unfortunately, like they weren't prepared for it. No, they were behind on their payments significantly. Uh, and Madam Web. <laughs> getting ample airtime on this show. I'm going to tell you what's not the Madam Web of credit unions locally. It's uh, how about Desert Financial Credit Union? That's uh, the Shawshank Redemption of credit unions. Uh, not literally, but figuratively. Elite credit unions. Uh, and it's the official one of the Arizona Cardinals and the Venerable Household, by the way. For more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union. They do fantastic work just beyond checking accounts. I have a checking accounts fantastic. I'm going to tell you right now. Savings accounts, they got you. Mortgages, they'll hook you up. Loans, credit card, investment options, and more. It's a one-stop shop for your financial acumen. It's an education of sorts. And if you're an Arizona sports fan, there's no better place to do your banking than Desert Financial Credit Union because, how about this, represent the Red Sea with the debit card brand in the Arizona Cardinal Visa debit card. I have mine in my pocket. It's fantastic. I've been waving it around here mm -hmm. you don't in Indianapolis. The, I do not. <laughs> to the camera. I'm going to tell you right now, every time we go to some place, people are like, damn, check that out. Yeah. That's big time. That's right. You can be big time. Kind of like your dinner plate. Okay. <laughs> it, paid for, it paid for those dinners that I may or may not have not eaten. Uh, show your team spirit right now. Grab a free checking account. Matter of minutes online. DesertFinancial.com slash Cardinals to get started. They'll have that debit card signed, sealed, and delivered to your home. Just a matter of days, Bo Brock. Yeah, Johnny's meals here in Indy, they've been wasted a bit. But okay. I'll tell you one time, okay. it's, it's never wasted, ever, is when Johnny Venerable goes to some boroughs. That's true. Some boroughs, you eat every sink, single parcel of your meal from some boroughs. You know, whether you're having a delicious uh, chimichanga or you're getting into the green or the red chili beef, uh, you're eating every single one. Beans, yeah. rice, you're you're being a good boy and you're finishing your, your dinner. And you will as well. I'm actually getting texts from my wife that she took my, her and my son to some boroughs while I'm out of town. And I'm extremely jealous. you got to check out some boroughs. It's a family-owned and operated Arizona's most beloved Mexican restaurant. If you haven't done so already, check it out for yourself. Get 20% off your order up to $100 when you use the code PHNX at checkout for the whole month of March. Available in restaurant drive through when you when you order online. And by the way, when you go dr drive through, you can still get those margaritas. They're just going to seal them up for you so you're street legal. You're taking margs home with you. It's unbelievable what they're doing over at some boroughs. Not available for third-party delivery. Go and visit some Burrows. That's S O M E Burrows.com. Uh, major announcement on this podcast an exclusive look as to what that announcement is. Available in a matter of minutes via our PHNX Cardinals member Discord. But the only way you can get access to the goods early and often, you got to become a diehard at gophnx.com. Again, major announcement coming on this program in just a few minutes. Uh, but a minor announcement that was made earlier today. Cooper DeGene, former uh, Iowa Hawkeye cornerback, big fan, Bo, of Buda Baker. That's right. You talked to Cooper DeGene. You asked him, uh, you know, what's his status been? Has he, has he talked to the Arizona Cardinals? And this is what the uh, projected first round pick at Iowa had to say. Yeah, I've, I've talked to him a couple times uh, throughout, throughout the whole process. Um, you know, those are, those are really, really good names. You know, Buda Baker is a guy who, who I've watched, you know, you know, quite a bit. Just, just the way he plays the game, how hard he plays it. Um, 
so he's, he's a lot of fun to watch for sure. DeGene is somebody that the Cardinals like, can play a multitude of roles. Now, what is his ceiling? Can you take a flex player, a multi-position player at 27 and still find value? I would, I would argue no. But if they're convinced at some point at 27 or 35, and he very well not, may not be there, that he's an outside corner and a top return man, Britton, I would say the value is there. But that remains to be seen because he's not healthy. Oh, it, it does. The the health is a factor right now. I mean, I think he was saying in, in his press earlier that he's fully cleared. He's just now getting back into the running part and, and sprinting, and that's the reason why he's not testing out here. But a guy like Cooper, the the ceiling is high, though, with mm. his return ability. I, I, I think we saw that during the college football season. I mean, the I guess the one that sticks out was the uh, – botched fair catch that they said he fair caught a ball that mm -hmm. was might have been the worst call in college football this <laughs> yeah. year bad. um but the dude is electric he plays the game he never gives up uh, we were me and Bo off air were watching a clip when he was going against marvin harrison and i mean a good ball he might get beat but the the fact of how he plays the game you can see he loves to play this game football he puts his heart into it never gives up the dude is going to be tremendous he was tremendous in college and like i said the upside of having him as a return man he's not just a defender and he can play multiple positions in the defense as well so right he's not just it's not just saying he's a corner he's going to play corner the whole time he can help out at corner he can help out in nickel he can help out at the safety position he's a versatile player and he's an athletic player who's got a lot of speed yeah absolutely i don't want to get into the race factor but he was asked about that today multiple reporters asked yeah. him point blank like how do well, they phrase it yeah they basically were Either like way, the race part is just let's, let's we're gonna joke about it off air because i mean let's be real it happens but the, the it last blows my mind was, was while jason we, yes jason it blows my mind though how as you're a professional reporter Mm -hmm. You're at the combine, mm. and this is your fucking question. I You're a white corner coming to the league. Yeah, we, we know. He knows. It's him. Yeah. Right? But he, the motherfucker is he, athletic. Okay? Let's he was real. He wasn't. He, he was prepared for <laughs> the question to be asked, but he point blank said multiple times, I, 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 he doesn't need my respect. I gained a lot of respect for how he handled this press yeah. conference. Basically, said, I just want to play football. I, and he said, I can play a bunch of positions. I can alluded to be, being able to play inside, outside, safety, what have you. He's the best return man in college football this season. And he, he just wants a chance to thrive in the NFL. I mean, like Christian McCaffrey bucked a lot of trends. It's not apples to oranges recently, but that was a predominantly non-white I mean, Who do you want to think about it? He's a special Christian athlete. McCaffrey is the best running back in the NFL right yeah. now. Yeah. This season, he was the best running back in football. Right? So knock your race card. You could play it, you know, at the house, but don't play that. He had a, a huge side. crowd, by the way. I mean, he—I don't know if he's CB one, but he was—he was treated almost like CB one today with the media. Everybody was anxious to talk with him. He's very stoic about, you know, his his love for football. Very cut and dry, and you can tell he's got those Midwestern roots. Uh, he just seems like a great kid, and if he's not an Arizona Cardinal, he, he's got a huge fan in this podcast because I, I think he is somebody, Bo, that's easy to root for. Yeah, he's competitive. He, he just wants to get there and out there and let his game speak for himself, uh, and it, it's I think he had a big crowd because I think people are still trying to decipher who CB1 is in this in this draft as well. Like, yeah, yeah. Terry and Arnold, uh, who I think Daniel Jeremiah has in his top 10. He has him his eighth-ranked prospect. Uh, you've got uh, Quinion Mitchell. Damon, how big was Quinion Mitchell's crowd today? I mean, he was like the only per person speaking, so it was it was pretty solid sized. I mean, a lot of people stuck around to hear what he had to say. And, and I, I love Quinion Mitchell. We caught up with He's him impressive. one on one 
at the Senior Bowl. He competed his ass off. He tried to you know buck some of the narratives around him as far as his ability to play big boy football and and compete with these Power Five guys. And he certainly showed that he has the ability to do so. But you've seen Cooper DeGene uh, during his Iowa career do that. Like he matched up with Marvin Harrison Jr. He yeah. did, and, you know, and he talked about. You know, what he felt was Marvin was, was one of the guys he liked to go up against. And he won some of those battles. He did. So, you know, I know Quinion uh, played Marv in 2022, and it didn't go well for Quinion. But, it, you know, it went decent for, for DeGene. They actually asked him about that at the uh, podium, and he mentioned how he lost a few reps, but he thought that it was a good indicator of what he needed to get better on mm. technique-wise and felt like it helped propel him into this next season. And Quinion yeah. said he talked to the Cards, right? Several times. Yes, he did say he talked to the yeah. Cardinals. Oh, it works. I mean, I hate that narrative of, oh, you played FCS, you played Division Two. you've never seen actual talent. Listen, talent, the difference in talent in FCS and Division Two from Division One is in the trenches. Yeah. Skill position players, whether you play, you can you can make the claim, oh, he had, he didn't play against a, you know, a Patrick Peterson in college. He didn't play against a Jalen Ramsey in college. He played against, you know, the guy that's a financial advisor now or however you want to play it. But, right, skill position players, like, you see it every year. You see these small school guys that maybe get drafted, maybe don't, that get into the fold and succeed immediately. Yeah. John Brown was one of those. Division two guy at Pittsburgh yeah. State came in and immediately was our deep threat from day one in Arizona. So it's it I that factor, that narrative, I I, I mean I was a small school he guy, actually, so I hate to hear it. He spoke to that as well and he, he mentioned about how like he thinks the group five is pretty disrespected when it comes to the draft yeah, and it's crazy. And he mm. feels like he can compete with anybody. He can. I mean it's on tape, right? And you said he, he went against Marvin Harris and he didn't I mean he didn't have a great success against him, but it happens. Right? There's we've got all pro receivers that don't have great games against DBs, young DBs. It just happens. Announcement time. Coming up here, Cooper yep. DeGene announced he'll be healthy before the NFL draft. We're announcing something major, but before we do that, uh, everybody knows this. It's a staple of our programming, Circle K. Join the inner circle today. Our guy, Michael Wilson, friend of the program now, big fan of Circle K. He's also a member of the inner circle, as am I. Bo and everybody else here, join the inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. It's America's Thirst Stop. You want free gas? Well, that's tough, but you can get 25 cents per gallon your first five fill-ups. That's going to help exponentially, plus you're going to save three cents per gallon every single day after the fact. And speaking of free, get every free six free selection on Circle K products like pizza, coffee, ice-cold fountain drinks, and more. Again, join the Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for more details. And while you're at Circle K, pick up a couple Arizona lottery tickets. It's so simple, right? You're not going to break the bank. Actually, you might add a few more pennies, dollars to your bank account. And check out the newest promotion from Arizona Lottery. You've got the Arizona Adventure Lottery tickets. The unique new ticket promotion gives you three ways to win. Of course, you got your traditional scratch-off, and you can get those with three iconic landscapes here in our great state, Picacho Peak, Monument Valley, Camelback Mountain. Tickets, you can win prizes with those up to $50,000. Also, you can check in Geolocated Adventures, 10 destinations across the state from Flagstaff to U. 
Yuma, down to the old Pueblo in Tucson. Uh, you can check out all these 10 different ones out there, and you can win cash up to a million dollars in Arizona travel prizes. Also, you can check in on their website, azadventural.com, for details and directions. Arizona Lottery is not just about playing games. It's about winning prizes. That's the name of the game. It's also about giving back to the state and its communities. Visit azadventure.com for more information on how you can take an adventure and for a chance to win $1 million in cash and Arizona travel prizes. We had an adventure today. We did. Adventurous day for this banner program, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Phenomenal week here of coverage. It continues tomorrow. We talked to Marvin Harrison Jr. in the morning, as well as many other wide receiver prospects. But today, Bo, we talked to somebody else. We did. Are we saying who? Are we allowed to say who? We, no, we're, we're not, not saying no. who. Oh, my God. Um, it, it, the plan changes. Here's what the plan is for you. Yeah. If you we're want, on the same page. Yes. It's a, <laughs> we're scrambling. Here's what I'm going to tell you. The member uh, Discord is getting the info right now, which is fantastic. It is exclusive to the member Discord. You have to be a PHNX Sports diehard. You just want to give everything away. I do. I thought I was going to be able to give it away for free, but you know what? I am faithful to the Discord. You are. And I want the diehards to have it first, and the diehards right now are getting it, and you're getting 29% off your diehard membership if you're signing up right now. We're going to put the link in the chat. It's exclusive to the Discord until it's not, but it's exclusive right now. And we're telling folks exponentially, keep it in the Discord, keep it in-house. We have a major, major, major interview on this show upcoming. It is in-depth, it is long-formed, and it is the best insight that anybody is going to have with this individual. You will not want to miss it. If you want the inside look at what's going down, you have to sign up to become a part of the PHNX Sports diehard family do not miss it, Jim. Yeah, you've already missed out on so much during this week at the Combine. You'll continue to miss out as we do get even bigger, uh, not bigger, but other interviews, like you said, with Marvin Harrison, and we'll be dropping a lot of that content in the exclusive member Discord. Damon, uh, we got a couple more um, Super Chats to get to here. We do. We have one more. Uh, it's from Lou T. 499 Super Chat, and he says, Braylon Allen would have been the perfect redshirting candidate to take mm. over for Connor. Tough runner, massive, Big Ten tested. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Are you taking him at 90 or 105? I mean, that that's going to be a, a – you're going to be passing on other guys, in my opinion, that could be worth a higher pick. I love a good splurge on a running back. I just <laughs> – here's what I think. The longer I've been around these prospects, and you guys can clean me up, keep me honest, the more I'm like, not all these guys are going in the first round or the second round. And these are, we had a good conversation with somebody today about premium positions. Running back isn't a premium position. And James Conner looks really good, and so does Michael Carter. I think get a little frosting on top with the running back position, a little icing on the cake. Your cake right now is pretty damn hollow. They have no defensive lineman of note outside of Dante Stills and potentially Jonathan Ledbetter. Like, to me, it's like the value, if Allen's available, is fourth round and beyond. To me, it's like anything top 100, Britain. I want D linemen. I want offensive linemen. I want receivers. I want cornerbacks. I, I agree. I think those are the main main positions that we have to focus on. I mean, just watching last year's tape, right? Those those are the main the main spots that we needed help at. And I think if you can address all four of those positions early in the draft, I think it helps you later in the draft to where you can go after guys that you like guys that you can get for a little bit cheaper price tag yeah. that can still come in and help you out immediately. It was uh, I'm starting to see as, as the workouts have, have started here in Indy 
some of the big boys, some beef getting down the 40-yard dash. All 366 pounds of Tavandre sweat. It's electric. It's what an electric video. He was like five. He was over five. Yeah, he was yeah, over but five. He's 366 he, pounds. He was. Uh, the, the NFL did Patrick Mahomes dirty by by doing like the split. Oh no! But Tavandre was behind here. But I'm I'm starting to. I don't know if they've got a, a true time on this. It was like five one three or Tavandre five point two seven. Okay, three hundred sixty six pounds. He wears it well. <laughs> yeah, he, he wears 366 yeah, well. Yeah, that's not knocking him. But I mean, here, here are some of the top runners. Okay. Uh, somebody who we saw out last night where we ate dinner at Kilroy's, uh, Brandon, Braden Fiske from Florida State, he ran a 4.78. He was at Kilroy's last night? Yes. I hope he didn't eat the nachos. Uh, a guy who, who talked to the Cardinals and, and Brandon Dolores, he uh, ran a 4.85. And, okay. And Dolores said okay. that he was uh, – that he's he's willing to play any position. He's getting a lot of questions about where he wants to play, DE, interior. Uh, so Dolores, part of that Fiesta Bowl winning Ducks team. This Byron is Murphy, a, isn't that special? This is the freak show. Four, eight, seven. Byron How Murphy much does the Byron second. Murphy weigh? He's a big boy. Byron I mean, Murphy. Not I mean, small not as big as, as Tavandre, but Byron Murphy, the second, uh, checking in. I didn't see his official... His official size. Let's see. We'll bring I up saw his prospect him, I, pro- profile. I saw him yesterday, and his sweatshirt was, was so ripping off of his body. Going at 4'8". That's... It's like Hercules playing defensive line. It's exactly what the Cardinals need. I'm I'm happy for him. He's, look, at he's going, look at him move. He's going top 15. There's no way Byron Murphy that guy's top 15. Two, that guy's 300 pounds. But look he's, how he look moves. Look the change in direction. And it's like it's unbelievable. The, the combine just reassures what you watch on tape. Everybody saw Texas's defensive line kick everybody's ass. Oh, yeah. They destroyed Alabama's offensive line that day. Like, they made Alabama look immensely uncomfortable. The only better defensive line you could argue was Michigan. And by the way, Chris Jenkins, 4 9 1. I mean, these, these defensive linemen breaking five. Interior linemen. It's too. that scary. This is, that's Give me all terrifying. of them. Give me all of them. And, and seeing even other uh, impressive, like we said, Chris Jenkins, 4.91, part of the national winning national title winning Michigan Wolverines. And him, he walked in with Tavondre Sweat. Remember seeing that, mm. that clip? Chris Jenkins, who's a big boy, yeah. was eclipsed by Tavondre Sweat. It was dwarfed. <laughs> it was like me walking around Big Dom here. That's what it looked like when I walk around with Big yeah. Dom here at the convention center. That didn't make you laugh? You didn't think that was funny? Here, Bo, Bo and Taman are so done with Big Dom. Here we go. Here we go. I don't find that funny. <laughs> Explain the comedic part of that. I want to get... It, uh, it, it gets your blood boiling. That's the comedic part. I'll, you guys want it all again? I'll give it to you <laughs> raw and uncut right now. No. We, we, look, we, we do have to reveal... That and this we won't save this just for the member discord. We'll give it to everybody because we're we're, we're men of the people. Absolutely. So Big Dom and Nick Sirianni were out at the establishment we were at last night. They were locked arms. Uh, I will say that Mike McDaniel continued his Iron Man streak out at that establishment <laughs> as well. We've seen him every single night out there the great, last two years. Great guy. But also out there was not not enemy of this program. Actually, I mean, now I think friend of the program. Frenemy. Because the way he looked at me, there was a slight. There was. Did a, you lock eyes? eyes with everyone? <laughs> it was a. There was a smugness. By the bathroom. There was a smugness. That's no. I wouldn't say smugness. He's just like. Mm-hmm. There was no smug. All right. No, keep, continue with the story. Houston Texans general manager Nick Casario was out, uh, wearing his backpack, like he'd just gotten out of school. 
Wasn't really talking to anybody. He wasn't. Um, and we approached him, and I just basically, I, I told him. I was straight up. I was like, watching your Texans play football was, was a nightmare for me. And then you know what he said? Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> basically, like, kiss my ass. Yeah. He treated it a lot nicer than I would yeah, have treated did. it if you asked me he that did. Here's what I can appreciate, though. This time last year we were here, and everybody wanted it. Houston, not literally, but figuratively, his head on a spike. People wanted him out of Houston. They had all that mess lingering from Deshaun Watson and Levy Smith was one and done. It was just a really tough look for him. I mean, he's a made man now. He's the king of the castle. You hit on Will Anderson Jr. and C.J. Stroud. Like he, picks, right? He's walking around like, I'm good. See you guys. Congratulations on pick 27. But he was a good sport. Yeah, he was. We, yeah, he was way more classier than I think we would have been in that if it, roles were reversed. I yeah. might have rolled my eyes. I would have been like, from you. No, pick number nine. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, it would have been. It would have been like our friends at CHGO. Like I, they've taken plenty of shots at Carolina. No, no one's left from that administration that you can't make fun of. I think they fired their GM and the owners out of control. But Houston, I mean, D'Amico Ryan's is a real deal. CJ Stroud. But listen, at the end of the day, Cardinals are going to get a really good player. Yeah. I, I don't know how you guys feel. This is not shill talk. I'm being objective. I feel very good about the player the Cardinals are going to get at the end of the first round. There is so much talent here. Mm. If this is last year's draft, you might, uh, you know, <laughs> stick your collar out a little bit, and you're like, oh, could be reaching, maybe trade down. Now we're talking about, like, do you even need to trade up? I mean, some of these players, the, the offensive line. I mean, Joey Porter Jr. Would, would have been nice. Right, for sure. The <laughs> offensive linemen right now, word is they're the MVP of this combine yeah and the receivers are going to put on a performance and a bunch of the top guys aren't going to work out the interviews and the measurables wait till you hear for the offensive linemen i think like 10 to 11 whole linemen could go in the first round between offensive interior and, and tackles nobody's going to miss this I, I think this first round is so is so bolstered i think whoever gets picked in the first 32 picks of this draft is going to be able to help their team tremendously if, if there's five quarterbacks that go the first round that put that that means there's there's 27 other positions that need to get picked. Yeah, the Arizona Cardinals have two picks within the top 27, right? So just quick quick math, doing the maths here. Yeah, and with up to <laughs> 25. Yeah, first round graded prospects that we've seen give or take here, but 25 is one of the numbers I heard this week. The Arizona Cardinals are gonna you're gonna get a legit for, surefire first rounder yeah. at 27 if we, they just stick yeah. and pick. I, I do want to say this that. Uh, the announcement we made in the member discord, uh, Giselle, her response is screaming, crying, throwing up. That's the type of response. Our, uh, our <laughs> That's what we're looking for, baby. <laughs> That's what we want. Hey, uh, you're, you're so overcome with joy. You're crying, tears of joy, and you're, you're vomiting. And I, I love that. Vomit, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do want to give one other small piece of information. He's going to ruin it. He's going to ruin it. She's going to spoil it. He's going to be he's Tom Spider-Man. He's Tom Holland right now. Don't get on the mic. Johnny? Yeah, I'm going to say this. It's my show. Over, it's our show. The interview is long-formed. It is not a flash in the pan, cheap, whatever. You, you sign up and you, you get nothing. It, it is a long-formed interview that is well worth it. And I, I know people can take advantage of folks and whatever. I just want to make it clear to our audience, like, this this is a sit back and take this in kind of <laughs> If you want to know who it is, you have to be a diehard. Or you're Correct. never going to know. Well, people are guessing, though. It won't stop the people from guessing. 
but we're not going to give you the But answer. y'all want to get through some of these guests. Some, uh, Shane, Giordano. He said I, Isaiah Simmons. Giordano, Shane, yeah. Shane is over here watching Johnny, like, No, I just, I, it's important for me, like, jar. if people are, if people are sitting back and saying, I don't know if I want to become a diehard, first of all, you definitely should, it's fantastic, and I don't want, like, a cheap pop going on, in, you know, for a flash in the pan. See, Damon Dog, he Unequivocally. The best piece of content we've ever produced Correct. Here. Well, at nice PHNX word. Cardinals. Or word. I think it's the best thing we've ever done at PHNX Sports, but I'm biased. You know so. I mean? Johnny's going to take full credit. It's his show. We're just here it's Johnny's helping. show. Yeah. We're just living in it. Thank, uh, thank you. Yes, Dusane, word is that Kime is the special interview. Steve Kime? I don't find this. I'll tell everybody. It was Big Dom. He got a one-on-one with Big Dom. He punched Damon. It was amazing. If Kime was on this show, we would number one, we'd be demonetized on YouTube, and number two, we would lose half of our subscribers. So, Lou T, my show. I'm dead. Oh man, I just say that kind of stuff to mess with Bo. Johnny's a diva. This is the week to do it, though. This is the week to be a diva because you know what? You have to walk around, otherwise you'll get stiffed by certain potential interviewees that happened before the show that we will not share on this podcast but not everybody says florio yes. somebody guessed florio i don't know could be i mean be. he does his show 20 feet from us it's gonna be something you guys want to check out though in all seriousness we have a lot of fun on this podcast because of everybody here it's been a banner week we got one more monster show tomorrow again marvin harrison jr first thing if you don't think this crew is going to be front row and center to get the best fastest pieces of content information from mhj you're kidding yourselves go and check if you're on twitter who's getting this content up faster and more efficient than anybody else here in the valley it's not even close and we pride ourselves in that we pride ourselves in being fast efficient and effective for all of you it's the utmost pleasure to be able to do this in all seriousness. And uh, 40 yard dash is they're they're kicking off right now. Yeah, they've been going. Uh, as we said, the beef getting down the 40 yards. One Braden, six eight. Braden Fiske from um, from Florida State That's putting up explosive. the fastest time for his his position group. He's putting on a bit of a show. Uh, yeah, Monty Osfort, call him intrigued on this on this. D tackle class. We are en route to uh, Lucas Oil Stadium to do some hijinks to watch these big fellas up close. Nothing short of tomfoolery. Yes, it's going to be uh, real fun. Hope you enjoyed, especially the the hard work that our guy Shane Diefenbach and company have put into the vlogs. We've got our day two vlog dropping soon. We're going to have a vlog every single day. Go check that out. Do us a favor. That's available right now on PHNX Sports. Give that a like. If you want an in-depth look at us, just hanging around in Indianapolis, being fun, stupid, having a good time, eating good food, and, and chatting with some of the folks here in, in Indy, I would encourage everybody. Shane puts a lot of effort into these. They are high-level production that you can't find anywhere else. It's a, very much an extension of our show today. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, still have the ability to get in there and see who the special guest is. Do saying $2 super chat. When Johnny says podium, he means urinal. <laughs> here's what here's what I will say. That, that this year, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately for the prospects, yeah. they have not been going to the bathroom that the media is using. That's That's been unfortunate. I would say that they have somehow remedied that. We used to have the bench press right next to us, mm-hmm. and then everybody would kind of make a beeline. I, I feel like either they were tipped off of me – confronting Anthony Richardson en route to the bathroom yeah. last year, and maybe they put a, a stop to they that. I'm surprised. Johnny's picture up. In the I'm back. surprised I got credentialed, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> uh, you wouldn't be like the worst person they credentialed out here. That's, uh, that's for sure. definitely for sure. We know that unequivocally. Uh, Pedro, $1.99 Super Chat. Just want to say thank you all for, for all that you do. Oh, thank man. you thank for, the, you. for yep. the support. Thank We're having you. a blast. Yep. 
An absolute blast. What, so we, we got some. We're gonna see what our, how we work out today at Lucas Oil, and then um, one more dinner, one more sleep, and then one huge show, and back to the Valley of the Sun. We're still the heat, baby. Back to That's some right. sun. This twenty four degrees is not gonna cut it for no. the boy. Nope. It is, it is unbelievable. Like the the this city of Indianapolis, you don't have to step outside if you don't want to, though. Our guy Shane Downtown was running. He was running point yesterday. He navigated us back to our hotel. Only because of the true point man let me run point. Thanks, Bo. You're welcome. <laughs> so and then Johnny man. let me because he, it's his show. Oh God. Well, it's not even. It's not even just the show. He's now the the GM. Uh, Saul actually appointed him that. <laughs> oh morning. damn! Yep. I didn't know that. You've Congrats, all, man. Yeah, you've all been fired. Uh, like this show. Subscribe to PHNX Sports here on YouTube. Uh, emphasizing the amount of content in the Discord. Check it out now, and especially here on PHNX Sports. See all the content, the videos, the shorts, the long-formed interviews. We've got pressers, full pressers that you can't find anywhere else. JG, Austin Ford & Company. Check out everything here, one-stop shop, and especially in route for tomorrow's show, it's going to be a special um, start time, mm-hmm. likely in the morning. So ring that bell. You get notifications when this show I goes think, I think 11. Live. I think 11. Is, Did you is get that confirmed with our friends? Confirmed, but okay. Be we'll ready work. around 11 to uh, pop up the YouTube page. And if you can't watch live, it'll exist, of course, on PHNX Sports YouTube page forever and ever. One final plug right now. Get in. Use the link in the description. Use it in the chat. Go and sign up to become a member uh, a m- part of the member discord, a diehard at gophnx.com. I promise you're going to love today's announcement. And then you're just going to love being a diehard after today. You're going to love the merch that you get for free, the access that you get for free, the events, everything is at gophnx.com. In all seriousness, it's a pleasure to do my, do this with my co-hosts on our show. It's a collective <laughs> effort. We appreciate everybody, the support, Britain, Bo. Don't laugh at that. I'm just it's happy genuine. to be here was sweet. With you, It's genuine. It's sweet, yeah. You don't mean that. Shane, <laughs> my guy, Damon Dog. we've had fun. we got one more show from Indianapolis. Keep it locked in. We'll see you tomorrow.